Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in today's Plan podcast. My name is Sofian Sheikh and I'm joined by Yen Ling and Chen. Uh, guys, do you mind introducing yourself first? Who wants to go first? <laughs> okay, I can introduce myself. Uh, so my name is Chen Ling and I'm working for Plan over six years now. Then I'm working as a senior analyst at Plan uh, for the underwriting team. And this is Yen Ling. I've been working for Plan for over three years now and uh, my position is analyst. Today's topic is going to be how benefits and premiums are calculated and how to get lower premiums. So I'm going to ask a question to both of you guys and you know, one of you can take the floor first, floor mm-hmm. first in answering this. Uh, how do you calculate a company's rate or premium on its group benefits insurance plan? First of all, um, there are two major components in a group benefits insurance plan. Um, the first part is the pool benefits. These are unpredictable, unpredictable benefits like life insurance, long-term disability, AD&D, catastrophic health claims. Uh, these benefits are rated based on statistical probabilities using age, gender, occupation, natural business, etc. Um, in general, the rate is unrelated to claims unless the group is very large in size. For example, a company for over 20,000 uh, employees. For now, Plan doesn't underwrite the pool benefits in-house. We ask cooperator RBC or Humania to underwrite. So during the quoting process, we won't require some basic information like employee census. And this is going to be something including date of birth, date of, date of hire, age, gender, occupations, and salaries. Mm-hmm. And if the company has a group benefit in, in place now, we want the, and they want us to match the plan, we need a copy of their current booklet or plan design summary. So if the request of quote is sent through a broker, we need to know the commission that the broker requested for. Mm-hmm. And we also need some general information of the company, such as the natural business, is it covered by, are all the employees covered by WSIB, how long does the business, does the company has been with the current carrier. So with all this, all this document provided, we will forward the quotes to insurance carrier to quote on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that's how the premiums are calculated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, um, insurance company will calculate the rate based on whatever the demographic provided to us on specific company. Then they will give us a proposal on that company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the second major component of the uh, group benefit plan mm-hmm. uh, will be the experience reader benefit. Mm-hmm. So uh, it will. It's just like a health and dental. Those benefits usually account for 60% to 90% of the cost of a typical uh, group benefit plan. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit long because uh, because benefit plan, we underwrite the uh, experience reader benefit in-house. Uh, during the coding process, we will lead the new company to provide the most recent or the past renewal report, which including the past 12 to 36 months health and dental claim experience, and as well as a detailed claim uh, breakdowns. And the most recent top thing report on the drug and past year health and dental rehistory, as well as a copy of the current booklet or plan design summary. And we will also need the information on the um, health pooling level and any pool health claim incurred in the past. And of course, if it's a through a broker, we'll need a commission level from the broker. So once we have all the information, then we can start to code. 
So we can just uh, uh, initiate the calculation on the house plan. So uh, we first determine the clan consumption rate, which is the average house clan by a family employee per month. Um, a single employee consumption rate should be a percentage of family employees rate as determ determined by the banking plan. Uh, or if appropriate, we'll adopt the rate that exists with the prior carrier and usually range between 25 to 50% of the family rate. So you and does that ever fluctuates or is it always the same? Uh, it will fluctuate. You mean the percentage of single yes. to family? Yeah. Uh, normally we go with whatever. If they have a plan in place, uh, if their current plan uh, uh, percentage is 35%, we'll use it 35%. Mm -hmm. We will be consistent with what they have right now. Mm -hmm. If uh, we're calling a version group, most likely we, we are not calling the version group. If we call it a version group, normally we're using 42%. That's average most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like 42% for uh, for health, 30, 45% for dental. Okay. So that's kind of like, uh, yeah, stand, like average. The clan consumption rate for the new company should be some of the credible rate plus the manual rate for that new uh, company. The credible rate is the rate that entirely derived from the company experience. So let's say we are calling a company with 40 uh, employees or more in health and dental benefit, they should have a 100% credibility because 40%, um, 40 employees is pretty okay size of group for us. Mm -hmm. So this means that their credible rate that is derived from their experience is the rate they should be assessed. However, if a company, we're calling a company with less than like 20 employees um, in the health and dental, then uh, we can only apply 50% credibility. So most likely we'll have to visit our manual rate schedule to determine the proper health rate for a small group under 20 lives. So for the credible health premium for the new company for the next 12 month period with us, if they're coming on board, should be calculated by the weight sum of the past year. If we have 36 months uh, clan history uh, health, if we have a 36 months health clan experience, then winning will be 70% uh, of the latest 12 months of the health clan and plus 20% of the prior uh, 12, uh, 12 months, then 10% of the prior and prior 12 months periods. So then we have to factor in the inflation or trend, which is determined by Benny plan and approved by the board of director from time to time, so which is not at 12%. And then plus the total administration fees and commission as agreed. And plus the premium and retail sale tax are set by the provincial government and where employee has resigned. So that's that's in general how we calculate health rate. Mm -hmm. Then uh, under the health, um, there's a part that uh, there is under the health there's a stop loss pooling arrangements. So which is designed to protect our group benefit from incurring catastrophic health or drug claims. In a covered person, if a if a covered person under your group plan incur claim over $10,000, uh, it can be out of country, it can be a hospital, or it can be a combination of out of country, hospital, and other 
uh, health. So as long as it passes $10,000, uh, those claims will be absorbed by a pool and will not be included in your client experience, so will not be included in your rating. Mm-hmm. So in order to properly assess and create a rate for a stop loss pooling, a banding plan has designated um, uh, has banding plan has designed a two tier rating system. Um, those tiers are defined as high risk and lower risk. So high risk, which means if your company have unlimited drug plan, uh, lower risk, which is lower stop loss rate, which means you have a, a cap of ten thousand dollar on your drug, or anything less. So. Um, yeah, that's part of health. For dental, it's the same thing as a health, but uh, same as a health calculation, but there's no pool claim in dental, and the inflation we use for dental is 6%. Okay, let's talk about you know reducing these costs, because you've mentioned, you've thrown a lot of statistics yeah, at me. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I, I'm like overwhelmed with, because yeah. I mean, insurance is a very detailed and you know, very calculative uh, process. Yeah. But if I were to ask you, how can one reduce the cost of the, these benefits, uh, what would you say? For the pool benefits, there are several alternatives. Um, we can shop around for the best rates from different carriers. Um, another alternative is to negotiate a refund contract, um, where the insurance company will refund some of the premium during favorable claim periods. But this could be achieved could, could only be achieved if the company is large enough. For example, like over twenty five hundred employees. At Benny Plan, we have a refund arrangement on life LTD with cooperators. So yeah. Yeah, so those are kind of, most of the time um, for the pool benefit, brokers always shop the market. So because every insurance company, they have their set of a manual rate. So yeah, so they have a range. And um, in order for the health and dental, in order to control the cost, I would say an uh, employer must first be educated themselves on how the health and dental benefit are priced. And what are the components of the price? Which component can be controlled or eliminated, and which cannot? So hire a right um, benefit advisor is a key because they will educate you on how the benefit work. Uh, and also always asking questions of yourself. Uh, also always asking question um, of what's the current talking ratio on my house and dental plan. So um, target loss ratio um, is just the, is the percentage of premium that insurance company expect to pay as a client. So let's say you have a target loss ratio of 80%, means that every $100 premium that insurance company expect to pay $80 as a client. This means that insurance company hope, hope to keep $20 to cover their cost and profit. And that's a 20% of the premium or 25% of the markup of the claim. So target loss ratio is kind of key. Then also employer will have to understand the factor. Also employer need to understand the factor that caused the cost of the health and dental to escalate. Sometimes those costs have nothing to do with the provider or the administrator of the benefit. They have everything to do with certain utilization culture of your own group of employee, as well as other national health factors. So it's recommended to review the health and dental clinic experience uh, periodically and speak to your benefit advisor if any concern arise. And I know that um, 
at Benny Plan, we always give our client uh, client report every three months. So uh, we also uh, review the client experience um, uh, for our clients. So if we see something that's uh, like a drug increase by um, by twenty percent, did something wrong. So we always like over overview the. Um, the client data before we send it out to the clients. So, and also that's the best time you to ask your advisor questions. So, um, yeah, so understand, once I said, um, yeah, understand the report. If you have a question on your client report, you always ask questions. Okay, word premium means that you charge a certain percentage for your life. Um, as time has gone by, people have tend to charge more and more for that premium because, you know, your life is everything and that's why you should be charging a lot. But in your opinion, because you've been in the field for a long time, what do you think the future of health premiums is going to include? You know, right now we have health and dental and all that stuff, but do you think with the introduction of, let's say, pharmacogenomic testing or like biological testing, is are these premiums going to change? I would say yes, because in you mean specifically because you mentioned pharmaceutical from from a, from an industry perspective, you know. Yeah, from our experience, all the pool benefit is always increasing, because. Uh, it's always increasing. It's always increasing. For but example, it, it, it sometimes really depends on your demographic. Sometimes yeah, it your is company a demographic. demographic change. Okay. Like, yeah. A lot of the young generation is coming in. Yeah. So your group is getting younger. Yeah. So that might decrease your. Yeah. Increase your rates a little bit, but yeah. it really depends from time to time. Okay. So, so yeah, let's say if a company, uh, company A, there's no change on the population. Mm -hmm. There's no change. So, same people next year, they will expecting to have a increase. Mm -hmm. yeah. So because every everyone is getting older, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, however, if company A uh, restructure their strategy, so they hire a bunch young people mm -hmm. then obviously the rate will be recalculated mm -hmm. they will expect a decrease okay. but overall if if we say the population stay the same mm -hmm. then yeah they will expecting uh, like increase in okay. as an inflation oh, okay. also because the interest rate is lower yeah. and because insurance company will have to have reserve for their LTD reserve mm -hmm. so they will asking for the increase mm -hmm. for LTD mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. yeah and it's a good point that you mentioned that, you know, with newer populations, the rate are, rates are supposed to fluctuate, maybe go down, yeah, right? Yeah. So when you look at Toronto, for an example, I mean, Toronto is a city of many millennials, you know, many people move here from smaller cities to come here and make a, make a living, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so if an employer is employing more millennials, you know, just because, you know, how hungry they are to achieve their goals or what. I'm not saying or criticizing that other people are not in the in the higher age demographic. But if you see more uh, companies employ younger employees, uh, do you think it's going to impact the overall margins? Like instead of going down, maybe it could go up because now you are catering to a population of employees that is fairly younger than the older mm -hmm. population. Well, age is uh, is a key. So because when I when we send a code to cooperator, normally if a group uh, they are not count the average of the age, and also uh, for uh, because they underwriting also need to look on the female and male. So this if we don't know like they hire more female or male. If they hire more younger people, they should be expecting to have a lower rate. 
Novary on Life ALTD. And also just remember, they also uh, insurance company also read those products based on their natural mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. So if a white color, LTD rate will be much lower compared to manufacturer companies. Mm -hmm. So though everything put into considerations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But as as I'm hearing this from you, it's it's better to employ younger people if you want your premiums to be very <laughs> low, right? <laughs> well, uh, I don't think that it depends because ugh, depends on the nature of your business. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you cannot just hire younger people because if you're a uh, business, like if you are, if, if it's a tech company, obviously you wanted to hire younger people. But if you are a company in manufacturer or something that you require a year of experience, then you probably will have to hire mid-age to above because it depend really depends on the nature of the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if I'm a company mm -hmm. and I've employed, let's say, 200 people, right? Mm -hmm. That might be on a higher end, but uh, I've employed 200 people and this year is my renew renewal yeah. period and i'm seeing an increase of 20 percent compared to last year you know is, is that good how am i supposed to like make sure that i get the best rates for this uh, specific premium okay for so when you see a 20 percent increase then there might be something wrong with the with your with your experience so we want to dig deeper by looking into the claim experience where where where, is, where are those higher claims figure go into. Some of it might go into paramedical claims, some of it might go to dental or etc. So we want to investigate a little bit more and from there we want to see if we can cut down the plan a little bit if we want to, if we want to, because it's caught, it, it, health and dental are experience rated. So you basically you pay what you claim, you, what you use. So if you want to cut down the cost, and but the the president would be you don't want to impact your employees' health, so that's why we do a little bit um, um, claim experience breakdown to see if there's any way we can cut down the cost by limiting the the unnecessary plans, uh, or in uh, for many plan we have uh, paramedical pre-approval in house, mm -hmm. um, in place that might be uh, as one so what you're saying is that you need to have a customized plan yeah. for a specific employer so that they can cut down their rates rather than having like a generic plan so there might be services they might not be using yeah first of all well um, you say you employ 200 mm -hmm. employees mm -hmm. so now first of all we're looking into the breakdown of let's say just look on ehc and dental mm -hmm. so for ehc our health plan we will look into breakdown let's say drug you used to be 70 percent of the total uh, ehc but right now increasing to 80 percent or 90 percent then i think there's something wrong the drug so we will dig into more of the drug itself and see if anybody is on cancer on a treatment drug now first of all we need to find out are those drugs going to be on recurring or it's going to be one time only so if it's going to be ongoing then obviously we have to find out a strategy let's say you put a drug cap we will look into the drug that being used by the uh, climate if it's covered by the uh, government plan we will help the uh, employee to apply for the system from the government and while put the um, drug cap on the plan itself so uh, that one will cut in the cost 
of the benefit. Because if you put a drug maximum in there, a certain drug will remove from your experience, so your rate will be reduced. That's only if it's drug. But sometimes it's paramedical. So if you you paramedical increase by 30% compared to last year, obviously something is wrong. Either you just hire somebody, they, they are spending a lot of money on this area, or somebody is some of the drug, uh, some of the claim is flawed. So we, like Yenin said, we have a pre-approval in-house. So if your company having problem on paramedical, we have something customized in-house, then we will be able to help you. So that probably will cut down your premium by 10 to 15%, depend how much, like how, uh, the value of the claim. It depends on how much, uh, really depends on um, how, uh, the percentage. So let's say uh, it's 40% uh, of your total, and then cut it down by, um, down, uh, by half, and then the overall premium probably will be 10 to 15% decrease on the EHC premium. Another thing is we know also look on the uh, if there's any uh, catastrophic drug, catastrophic uh, claim which is out of country a hospital. So also oh, if someone is traveling, that they might be yeah. Okay. So if out of country sometimes uh, claim a lot, then we normally will remove a lot of claim from there. So yeah, this is another thing. So you have to look into a breakdown of your EHC total cost. That's more like an EHC, and we have a lot of like a creative idea. So if a company wanted to, to um to cut down the cost, and also if you have if you are really generous, you give it everything a hundred a hundred percent coinsurance, then you can cut it down to eighty percent to seventy percent, or introduce more tier, uh, plan design. So like for the new employee. You start with a little bit uh, less coverage, and then once you're working for more to the company, then you can having a better benefit. So also dental. So dental normally is pretty consistent. It's only a company uh, maybe just starting up or virgin company, and they never have a the employee never have a dental plan before. So they might wanted to utilize it for the first few years, but dental overall it's kind of going to be stabilized over time uh, obviously you will have to review your benefit if you have major dental if you have orthodontic dental those are more expensive so you might want to cut it down or remove those benefits if you are very sensitive to the cost mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah and also just putting the drug maximum because drug maximum if you have no problem even putting the drug maximum, you pay the much lower stop loss rate. It's like uh, lower risk stop loss rate is only one third of higher law, like higher risk stop loss rate. So immediately you have you see the saving on there. Yan yeah, and Chin, thank you so much for taking the time out and uh, recording this podcast with us. Um, yeah. Your insights were very helpful. So thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, for everyone listening to us right now, to our listeners, if you'd like us to record a specific topic, please email us at ea at beneplan.ca and be sure to check us out on our social channels on Instagram as beneplan.ca, on Twitter as beneplan, on Facebook as beneplan cooperative. And this is Sophia signing out and I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you.